guys. Hi, everybody. It's 50 File with Cindy and Colleen. Hi, Cindy. How are you? I'm good. You know, Colleen and I always do a little catch up in pre-show and that lasts about two hours. <laughs> That's no exaggeration, everyone. We say we're going to get down to business and we sit here and I finally have to say, Cindy, could we please hit record? We've been talking now, but I think you're going to complete this thought for me because we certainly, we've tried the last two weeks to post a show and in all fairness to the 50 file gals, we just never had the right words or we felt like we weren't expressing the right message all the time. We didn't, we wanted to be heard that these times that are so uncertain and they're fragile and we're trying to be so correct in everything that we say and do that we're just afraid that we would offend someone or say the wrong thing. So being too careful is what we've been at this stage. And Cindy wanted to start the show and express our genuine love for all of this human race that we're a part of. And um, we are so saddened by the violent protests and the death of George Floyd and the, the tragedies that we've been living. And I'm going to have Cindy continue my thought, please. Well, and what's interesting is Colleen and I were discussing as we have had fits and starts for the last two weeks, as she mentioned, to lay down and post one of these podcasts, which we were so fond of and had so much fun talking on and expressing in that platform of a podcast. But when we listened to them back, we were worried that something might be misconstrued, that we aren't warm and loving and inclusive and we just it's scary right now it's like political correctness um is an understatement and there's you know just this sense that somebody could say the wrong thing and you're not sure exactly what to say so for instance even what colleen just said about we're so upset about the death of of george floyd and it was a murder that she said the violent protests so then I want to come in and scoop that up and say, hold on, the peaceful protests are good, and then the looting is bad. But then even that can be politically incorrect now because some are viewing the looters as, you know, well, as having sort of a justification for the looting. And mm -hmm. so is that politically incorrect to see a violent riot breaking out? Um, as violent or is it really just someone expressing their rights or something i mean i'm telling you it's the most confusing time so we're not going to post this one either <laughs> no we're actually going to post a bit cindy you're right because um it, oh I my think God. We'll we, we're going to say very little i think you talked about jenna bush who's the co-host with hoda copy on on the today program she too is everybody's careful in 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 wanting to say the right thing so saying maybe not a whole lot of anything other than we all want to live in this world together and all get along. And Ellen DeGeneres has even changed her tagline. I had her on recently, Cindy, and she used to say at the end of the program, you know, be kind to one another. And during this time, she was, again, like we are, because we are a podcast and here we are, we chat a lot. And we don't get the chance to necessarily get this immediate feedback, but she's ending her show now by saying, listen to one another. So, you know, I maybe, like that. And maybe, Jenna Bush, maybe. by the way, 
is afraid to say a word because she doesn't want anything she says to be misconstrued. And so we don't either. Colleen is absolutely right in expressing how our hearts are full and we want the best for everyone and we want reform where it's appropriate and we want you know um to be listened to and to all to be listened to and for whatever needs to be changed to bubble to the surface in a healthy way for change mm -hmm. and for everyone to be safe and for everyone to be treated like a child of god because we are all equal in the eyes of god and that is how i know colleen was raised that's how i was raised and if there needs to be a disclaimer at 50 file maybe we'll come up with something colleen where at the beginning of every show we just remind everyone that we are for the human race mm -hmm. our hearts are there for those that are suffering and um you know i just am um personally doing a lot of research right now to wrap my brain around what i'm reading and hearing in the news trying to understand all the different facets of it and just forming you know a very healthy and fair opinion and then also judgment on the thing so that i can do the right thing when I have power, for instance, when I vote, or okay. power when I'm even out and about and someone asks me a question and I wanna listen carefully mm -hmm. and then carefully respond. I did have a scary thing happen a couple weeks ago when Brad and I were still in Los Angeles and we live in a beach community there. We're lucky enough to be a, a part of a little place there and um, right now we're back in Sun Valley, but, um, we were, it was during riots. It was before things had calmed down and the peaceful protesting had luckily taken over. And that's what still continues, thank goodness. But the riots were kind of going on and it was the Saturday after George Floyd was murdered. And we were riding our bikes down to the beach and we had a car come by slowly and in a threatening way, windows down and some men in there um, of a different race than us threatened brad with bodily harm and i understood right then that it had to do with george floyd and this explosion of fear and hate and confusion was right there in the forefront of my life right then and i just felt like i needed to say something and thank god i said the right thing which i did which was simple we love george floyd too and we feel sick about what happened to him we're sick about it and for for whatever reason that worked they went on and drove ahead and there was no more conversation no more threats and it was weird because i understood where they were coming from so i wasn't that afraid and thank you god they understood where we were coming from even they though they heard you yeah yeah genuine to yourself because that really you felt that at that moment and you expressed it and i'm just grateful that you know it was hurt and they moved on and you, you, you know, you were fine, but you know, we all get in these scenarios where we just don't know. Sometimes we, you know, we're in a, we're in a situation when you can be frightened. You can say the wrong thing. You can, you know, find yourself reacting in a way that you might not have reacted just out of fear. One of the things that I'm doing besides listening, because when Ellen said that, you know, I actually, when I walk around, if you, if you're just even in a city or in our town, I just sort of have this, like, I, I know I'm laughing when I say it. I, I try to put a nice smile on my face. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but 
if you have a pleasant life, do you ever walk by someone and they have a like a nice little grin on? You tend to smile back. So I'm using that like my I I think I am friendly, but maybe if I'm not if I'm not with any expression on my face, I might look a certain way. So I try to greet people. We live in a very small town that's growing in the last few weeks because we have a lot of tourists here. Would you not admit it's quite busy? Booming. And so it's booming and our real estate market is booming. Cindy's husband is in the business and you know, here we are in this 50 file phase and we're kind of segueing out of our topic into this one, urban living. So here we are, Cindy and I have had our houses and you could say we kind of lived in the suburbs and now I'm running in what I call our little urban downtown here in Sun Valley. Just like some of my friends in the Philadelphia area and different areas, they've sold their homes, which a lot of us have done, and they moved into the cities. Well, guess what? You mean as in my friends on the East Coast yeah. are all sort of regretting that and they're like, well, huh? now my kids were home through COVID. I have the two bedroom apartment that I thought was perfect for my husband and I. It's not quite working for my college student and my young adult son who's working remotely, right, Cindy? We're sort of living the same reality now. And now I was on the phone with a friend this morning. Okay, maybe this urban this running to the cities, now we're all sort of wanting more space again. Isn't that funny? Like this shift has happened not only here for me, but I was talking to my girlfriend on the phone thinking it's happening in a lot of places. So I'll, I'll tell you, I missed my family home during this uh, lockdown, you know, quarantine with all my kids. It was hilarious because the empty nesters did do sort of this this trend, which was sell off the bigger homes and downsize, live in the town. Um, but being a townie, I have to tell you, in Ketchum, Sun Valley, Idaho, is still really in. From a real estate perspective, there is nothing, no inventory of any mm -hmm. beautiful places to stay, to lease, or to own in town. It is just the way people want to live. It's so interesting. But I think the mountains and getting away from it all is a hot commodity right now just because of the unrest. And there's a lot of people that are feeling like they want to run to the mountains apparently or to the desert or whatever. So vacation home living has taken this huge spike again. And so Brad, I think, starts his day at, I don't know, he gets out of bed at 6 a.m. and he works pretty much all day till 11 p.m. He's oh, working I, so I, much, I, I, but you know, that's just where we are right now. It's exciting, but okay. So you had mentioned about something I want to make sure we talk about, which is FOGO. Colleen, you had said in our little prep that you were going to talk about FOGO. I have no idea what that is. I know what FOMO is where your fear, you have fear of missing out on whatever it is socially or whatever's happening. We both agree that we have that syndrome. We were FOMO, especially when I was growing up. I really, oh my gosh, if there was a party, it did, and that was pre-cell phone, imagine how much work it was to figure out that I could make a, a stop at every social gathering on that Saturday night. There could be three different parties, and they weren't around the corner. So I would spend all my time making sure I got to each of them, and at the end of the night, on a Saturday night, I'd say the same thing. Remember next Saturday night, you don't need to go to all these parties, Colleen, because you're not missing out. But, okay, the new thing now is FOGO, Cindy. And because we've all been homebound, and we've, some of us have gotten quite comfortable. I mean, you know, it's been, it's like we talk about all the silver linings, but I do think for some people, settling in and nestling in, catching up on movies, having our children home 
has created this, you know, games and fun nights, lots of cooking. How much cooking can one do? BOGO is fear of going out. Now oh. our restaurants are opening, right? And I should ask you, have you, this is our, I've been out to a restaurant with Charles, Cindy, um, Cindy, but this is, tonight is the first night I'm going out to a restaurant with my family and meeting another family. And we are sitting, there's 10 of the party, but she suggested to me that we get two tables. So we'll be close to, we will, it's kind of cool here, believe it or not, for June. June in the mountains can be chilly, so for anyone who's not listening, if you're down in Texas, because we have a lot of good friends there and in the mid-Atlantic, maybe LA, it, it, it can get chilly here in June. Okay, I know you're all getting your warm weather. So we'll sit close to the door, but we won't be outside, Cindy. So have you and Brad or your family been out to dinner yet? Yes, thank goodness. And I will never have fear of going to a restaurant. No go for you. No way. I can't wait. I've been going. I'm going again in a little bit here and in like yeah. 20 minutes. Cannot wait. Love it. <laughs> but Cindy, if you go to a bar, for example, when I was in, I had been in Las Vegas. And I was there when they opened the casino. So the bar situation is such that if you're with your party, there's a party of two or three of you. We were still, that whole bar was not open. It's distanced perfectly, six feet apart. So tonight when you go out, you're going out with say three or four girls. Yes. Are you, are you outside or are you at a bar indoors? Um, bar kind of yeah, crazy. Right, absolutely. Are you talking about tonight? For yes, tonight when you go out. Yeah, we're going to meet for a little cocktail hour, which I'm excited. The plan was to meet outside at the Bigwood Grill, which is a beautiful venue overlooking Baldy Mountain and all that. But I just got a text from one of the girlfriends meeting me, and she said, if it's raining, we'll go to the Limelight, which is a really fun hotel, has a really hip, fun lounge mm -hmm. area. So okay. it's based on weather. But by the way, Sun Valley is going to get up into the mid-80s next week. So we're just in classic... June where you get some, you know, rain and a little bit of chili and then it gets hot again. Right now it looks like the mist of Avalon here. Everything is green. It's gorgeous. kind of misty because of the little bit of rain. It's gorgeous here right now. You know what you it? called it once in a text to me, Cindy, which I thought was the best phrase. You do have the, you've got great one-liners. Do you remember <laughs> what you sent me a text? I was not back in Sun Valley at the time and it was green as could be. Do you remember what you called this place? Probably uh, the hills of Ireland or something. or Emerald City. The, I mean, oh, I Emerald did? City. And I'll, I'll never forget that phrase because I thought, wow, green is one of my favorite colors. You know, it's my birthstone. It is oh. one of, and, and you're right. It's lush. It's so beautiful. And everything is in bloom. We get our spring later here in the mountains. A lot of people, no, I grew up getting in my spring, probably like you in California. Spring was always March, April, well, maybe more April, May in the Northeast. But here, it's, it's like, I mean, it's late. It's June. So everything's popping here, and it's so pretty. But I am struggling a little bit more this with allergies. Pollen. Oh, it no. It is affecting my eyes. And I, I know they might not look different on the, when you're looking at me, but they are. They're really watery, super itchy. I've never had it like this before. I'm so sorry. That's mm -hmm. awful. And it is awful. My Emerald City reminds me of Wicked. One fine day hey, in the city. Oh my God, gosh. I love that. Of, um, okay, now that we love our musicals, Wicked. Okay, the Disney Plus channel. Ooh, I know. I don't know a lot that. about, which you probably do. July the 4th, the cast of Hamilton 
is going to be on Disney Plus. Now, I'm not thinking of anything other than making sure I get to watch that or tape that. Okay. Remember when we were playing tennis? I said, whoever yes. has the best screen, and we have our friend Elizabeth, we might all have to go over there to watch that or have oh, at least yes. tape it. Yes, I'll have it. I'll have, I have Disney Plus as well. Okay, so FOGO is fear of going out. And by the way, I will never have that. I do sometimes socially, though, after three months of lockdown, I remember I'd run into people and I'd feel a sense of shyness for a minute. But I'm starting to, <laughs> I'm starting to catch my shyness. Cindy, shyness and Cindy do not <laughs> at all possible. But it's funny. My mother would tell you if she were here. Hello, mommy up there in heaven. But um, that growing up, I started out shy. And wow. then I remember feeling shy and how horrible it felt. And I forced myself to not be. So I feel like I'm naturally, I know that sounds insane, but I am a, an extroverted introvert. I, I've created extroversion and being outgoing to sort of combat my, my innate shyness. Now, isn't that something? No, I, 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 I'm not laughing at that analogy because I think that I am innately shy. And I think girls that go into the theater, there's quite a few that bloom on stage because they have this, they put themselves into another character and then they just exude this confidence that comes from the role. And then when you leave the production and everyone's like, wow, you did such a great job. That became an exercise of coming out of my shelf for me. And then I became more of an extrovert. But naturally, I can remember being, being a little girl and going to kindergarten or to school and being nervous, um, meeting new people, not ever feeling like I was the loudest one ever in the group or I, I was really, I was definitely the person who was watching and listening more. And with each stage of development, I became more and more outgoing. I would say that about myself, but I didn't start out outgoing. So maybe FOGO is kind of like shyness. And also we've been locked down. So we're used to having that. One thing about lockdown, we talked about another podcast. None of us had FOMO because there was nothing going on. (laughs) It was so interesting. And okay, now I have one more thing I have to say on my list. And that is, as you were talking about allergies, I have a cleanse confession. I am on a cleanse and they are not easy, but I just felt like after just that, again, three months of lockdown and just having the time of my life, cooking, eating, bringing in to go, just all of that. And really you sort of, when you're a little bit stressed and things are off, I don't know about you, but I tend to sort of eat a little more, give myself more permission in that regard. It's no big deal. It's just the cleanse has made me feel like it got me back on track of not craving some of the naughty things and it's felt good but let me tell you it's not easy to do no i've never been on a cleanse and i'm other than my colonoscopy okay oh yes so what do you do do you buy and i know about it because i know people is it like you're drinking a juice for um certain three or four days it depends i've done them really hardcore before this is probably my fourth one in my adult life and i this one i'm doing now is a modified cleanse to be honest um because the really hardcore that you're referring to where you have probably four juices a day Mm -hmm. and then you're allowed maybe an almond milk or something at night which by the time you're there tastes like a milkshake um and you do that for however many days, usually I'll do like three days and then it just reboots everything and you feel so good. And for me, it changes my 
my um, taste buds enough and my palate to where I stop craving the naughty stuff. For, for instance, chips. I'm mm -hmm. terrible with the chips and guacamole and all that fun. And I just start to have chips with everything. My cereal, I'll have a pile of chips with cereal. Yeah. I'm kidding. But no, um, no, it's a jump start. It, I, I, I yeah. would give it as a jump start because um, you, you know, once you get all that out of your system, or you're actually, it's expensive. I know a little bit because I have let my daughter do it. Like before she, she oh, did that, 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 maybe it was only two days. I was really blown away with how she could just live through the day with those drinks. But she would say, I'm really, really full. And I know what she was trying to do. I wasn't really fond of her doing it, but she's, you know, she's 19 and she was, she saved her money and she wanted to do it. It's hard because I got in that rhythm myself of doing a lot of cooking and eating. And you know what else? Honestly, there was nowhere to go. So it wasn't until even now that I'll go in the closet to try something on and they don't fit. Like you could look at my face. My face is narrow. It's the stomach and the zipper. We're not, we're not going anywhere. So we were wearing expandable clothing, right? The elastic waist for three and a half months. You're thinking you look okay until you go into the closet to put a pair of jeans on. And you're like, nothing fits. I've been trying to get outside and, and just get my fresh air and, work out more but with that i eat plenty because i'm when I, the more i exercise the more i want to eat i'm just trying to be more careful about what i'm putting in my mouth but i've not done a cleanse i i don't know if i, I don't even know if i could be that disciplined to do it i think i, I would, would rec i recommend having a cleanse buddy because oh, it's so much nicer to do that with a friend so i actually a little shout out to mimi clark who's a oh beautiful friend and listener. She and I have been doing this together, but it's modified though. Um, she You're not going to have any meal though. You're not going out to dinner tonight. No, this is just a little um, cocktail hour. I'm actually yeah. going to come so home. So you're going to have alcohol. <laughs> well, I don't think that goes very well with the cleanse, but we'll figure something out. I've sure been drinking a lot of tea lately. Mm. And, um, but anyway, I, I recommend doing this with a friend. So if you're not um, going to do it for a while. I might be up for it someday. Let's say in another year or two, I'll do it with you. I really only average these very seldomly, but this time I did not just do juices. I did what Mimi calls rabbit central. You mm. do a couple juices morning, maybe midday, and then you have a nice big giant salad at night with even maybe a side of mm. some chicken or something. And that's not really a cleanse. It's a modified one. But it feels pretty good. I'm day four and I feel oh. different. I'm not kidding. Right. And I need to keep this up. I actually can say, even though I'm a little drained, um, I don't exercise as much when I'm doing these things, mm -hmm. I have a different kind of renewed energy. I feel lighter, so I feel more mm -hmm. energetic. So I know they're healthy if you do them right. No, so anyway, that was my cleanse that. confession. Go back mm -hmm. a minute ago when we were talking about your favorite, one of your favorite colors is green. That's so sweet. What is your birthstone? And uh, my birthstone's an emerald. My birthstone, oh. my month is May. And you're January. What is January's birthstone? I think it's a garnet. Mm. It, I, I remember growing up thinking that wasn't that spectacular, but that's okay. You, want, you have a precious gemstone. I do. And that's why when I told you years ago when I, was, when I got engaged, I did not, Charles did not have a ring. So he had said... We could, he asked me to get married without a ring, which it always, I have this opinion. I don't know if I should have it, but 
if somebody really asks you to get married, it's not about the ring, it's about the person. So I now have sons and I always joke to some of my friends who only have girls, well, what if he asked your daughter and he didn't have a ring? And, and the ring is so important, but to me, the ring should not be that important. So 13, I did, I did get a ring eventually because Charles's mother had some stones that we had reset. We had set into a nice, and I, I, I was very happy with that ring. And then he surprised me maybe on my 12th anniversary and I got this, an emerald, which was really kind of, I guess the real, he would say, I always felt like I never got you an engagement ring, but I do. I love the stone. I've always loved the stone. I talked about an emerald. I just never expected to have one. Um, but my mother has, uh, I have two brothers born in October and I have a brother born in May and my other brother's born in, um, August. I don't know if I'm right, but my mom used to have this ring. My dad gave her. It was very, there were five little stones and they were each the gemstone of the month. Each of my brothers were born. So my mother had the two emeralds. I want to say one was an opal. I'm, I'm really don't, not sure. And yes, then to, October and what, is opal. Okay. October, opal. I have um, that would be then my other two brothers. What is August? I'm not sure what my brother, in, I'm going to look that up if I can find, we need to have that assistant. Um, uh, Casey, can you go look up? Uh, <laughs> never, I listen to so many podcasts. They're like asking their assistant. Oh, I'm you're like, kidding. That is well, so and I always say to myself, gosh, if 55 would make it big, I could get myself an assistant. August birthstone, because I, that's kind of how that started, I guess. But let me say August birthstone. I want to hear oh, it. Peridot. Am I saying that right? The peridot, which is that yeah. really. I want to hear your engagement story. So he did not have the ring. Would that mean? That he was well, honestly, not rehearsed, he was not ready, was he spontaneous with the proposal? Well, you know what it is, after all these years, and it'll be almost, well, I'm married 29 years. I know you're married. Are you 29 or 30? We just had our 30th. <gasps> Cindy, that's right. Happy anniversary, because I know that you were married on your husband's birthday, but you got engaged when? The December before we his December, birthday, okay, Chris, okay. Well, this is the real, this is the skinny on the engagement. I had been dating Charles probably for um, over a year, maybe close to a, a year and four months. And he had asked me to come out to Sun Valley. And I remember, you know, we had talked about it. You know how you're dating and you know that you're talking about it. But I, I remember coming out here to Sun Valley for the very first time. And I wasn't coming out thinking that he was going to ask me as much as I was thinking to myself, he's doing a residency, which is only three years in Philadelphia. And I'm not really quite sure. Like, I don't want to be like dating Charles forever when I need to move on. Cause I, I think guys can get married really, you know, they can marry a younger girl. I felt like I was at an age where I was ready to settle down he was definitely the one for me, but if that wasn't going to work out, I wanted to move on. So when I got here, Cindy, he had just been, he was um, driving and going to these appointments for, um, to figure out where he'd be doing his um, fellowship because he was finishing up in Penn the next year. And then he would have to go to a fellowship in oncology. And he was um, over at UCLA. He was all over California and he drove up here to Sun Valley, picked me up at the airport so that, you know, the old pizza parlor here that yeah. used to be called a pizza parlor. I don't know if people do. It's from the East Coast. I'm sure that phrase. Louis Pizza. Yes. We went out for dinner. And it was originally, it was a church 
because I remember sitting in there with the pews. I so wish I had a photo from this night, but it was pre-cell phone, right? You didn't carry your, you didn't bring a camera everywhere you went. Like kids today don't realize how lucky they are. They can document every moment. And he asked me to get married, but no, he did not have a ring. And he mentioned that. He said, you know, when I drove here, it was clear as day that I wanted to marry you. And I came out here without a ring and yeah, he, he asked me, but you know what? I did not rush. I told my mom and dad naturally, but it was still of that generation. Of, you've gotten, you've been engaged. First thing people were going to ask me is, oh, you're going to, let me see your ring. Well, I didn't want to tell my girlfriends right away because I waited till the ring came and I had it set and I told everybody. And the truth is everybody did ask, let me see your ring. But I was loud and proud about my ring and I'm loud and proud about my story because I really feel like today, sometimes it's all about the wrong things. The ring is just a, a ring. But he, no, so it was during his drive in the he, West. He, yes. That he, he realized he, had this just clarity that you were the one for him. He couldn't let me go. Have the mother's diamonds organized and all of that. And he knew that's where he was headed. That was the plan. He went ahead and asked you anyway. That is adorable. And Louis pizza parlor that was in that old church building that church building has been preserved and moved and do you know where it is it still is in ketchup i want you to tell everybody yes i know exactly where it is tell them Pick, picket fence which mm -hmm. is a beautiful linens and um houseware store here in ketchup and well for years ketchup, for yeah. years this pizza parlor which like i said was originally a church if if for anyone that's like for all of you that are listening thinking huh we have this section in town. It's like the industrial section. And Cindy, do you remember that church? I'll call it a church, not a pizza parlor. Was sitting on a lot for many, many years. And I would say to Charles routinely, because we had a lot of property then, we ought to look into buying that little Louis pizza there and, and create a little chapel. And I used to really think it'd be so amazing for all of our children or friends like you. If I had that, Bill, I have a little chapel where people could get married. And so, I so found out from the picket fence that they bought that for nothing. Now, of course, they, it was a fortune to move that and then restore it like they have because it doesn't even resemble anything that I'm referring to. It's a beautiful, like Cindy said, it's the, it's the storefront of picket fence, which is a beautiful store here. But that was sort of my, my fantasy at the time. And there's not a time I don't go into the store or tell someone that story. Or Charles and I secretly wish we had done that. That it, you had bought the building and put it on one of the properties. I would love it. Wouldn't that have been the cutest little sweetest? Yes. We all have these little, I know, you know, we don't know how we get here because we're talking about, you know, commitment and marriages. And through COVID, I just was telling Cindy, you know, I think there'll be a lot of pregnancy. I think through COVID, we'll hear of a lot of babies being born in the baby next boom. Eight, nine months. Baby boom. I think there'll be a lot of divorces too. And I just told you about... What's her name? Kelly Clarkson, who I just read about, who I hope it's not a rumor. I'm so very sad she's getting divorced because I have her on her talk. I feel like I know her a little bit because she's that talk show. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens through COVID. But for, for most of us and for most of my friends that I talk to, I think there has been an intense connection and reconnection that's happened through this time. And that's why with all that's happening in this world, for us personally, I mean, you and I have shared that, how we've enjoyed so much having our adult children close by and um, experiencing the surprise. Like I would have never envisioned to have had this time with my own children and then sharing it with our husbands. I mean, 
you, you get a sense of like, you rely on each other. I mean, it was scary during those. And even now we're, we're in the midst of the pandemic, but at the beginning, wasn't it fearful and so nice to feel nestled in with your husband and your family and protect it? Absolutely. And that's why I think people got back together during COVID as well. You know, good point. absolutely good absolutely, point. Cindy. I do. Now that was at the beginning, maybe by the end they were broken up. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. We're not through it yet. I mean, we feel like we are, but we're really not. And there have been some spikes and we were talking a little before the podcast about masks and whether or not we wear them because Ketchum Sun Valley, which are these two sister towns side by side in our little mountain uh, resort here, that it, they are not required. It depends on the proprietor, the owner of the store, if you wear a mask or not. But bottom line, Colleen and I were saying, it's really about consideration. And if the majority of the people are wearing masks, then you want to wear one just so that you are considerate. Even though- And also, I, I think there's some mask shaming, Cindy. If I go into a store and I, you know, I was being maybe three weeks ago thinking, oh, I'll just run into that store. It's optional. I won't put a mask on. But since the spike has ha is happening and I'm hearing about it more, I've gotten some glares and I do. I'm starting to think I'm wearing it now more because I think of what you just said. I think it's more considerate of me. It is. You're wearing my mask. And I certainly don't want to, you know, walk around and feel like I'm doing the, you know, the wrong thing or, but everybody, I mean, how about this though? Do you ever like drive in your car and you're looking? I, I'm, I'm surprised by the people that wear their mask in their car. I don't, not, I'm not wearing my mask in my car. I, no, I'm, I don't not. understand that either. I don't get that very much, but I, I've watched a few people and I'm thinking, hmm, do they know something I don't know? Like, I'm not being silly. <laughs> and this whole pandemic, Cindy, I look at it like this. I'm not looking at it. I'm really reading about it and hearing about it from very smart people. My husband does a lot of research on it too. The Spanish flu lasted for years. Think of this pandemic. We're in the midst of a pandemic that could last, as, as Charles would say, for a few years. It very well could. We are not even close. So hearing this spike in different places and cities and, and states continually for the next few months into the next year is no surprise. It's exactly what takes place to build immunity. And remember, the numbers are gonna increase because more and more people are getting tested. That's right. But I've also heard some really good happy news that the virus, the COVID-19 mutates and becomes less potent. I have heard a lot of studies on that. Let's hope that's the trend, that for every host that it, um, attaches to it lessens in power that mm -hmm. is what i've been reading about i hope that is correct but maybe I on don't. that note we'll say a fond adieu and wish everyone of our listeners and everyone period safety and happiness and health and well-being and just because i think i'm so funny and i i i i ditto what you said but you said fondue and i'm convinced that you must have food on the brain through the cleanse <laughs> Did I say fondue? Fondue? You too. <laughs> so I did. Instead of I heard it as fondue. Okay, so how do I say it? A fond adieu. You're right. A I fond adieu to you. Yes, and speaking too. of fondue, I'm <laughs> going to go eat something other than lettuce, I think, tonight. You are so right, Colleen. Well, That's I hilarious. Love, I loved our visit, Cindy, and I love all of our listeners. So everyone stay healthy, be a good listener, and we'll talk again next week. Bye bye, everyone. We love you.